Welcome to the Latin Wealth Podcast, a podcast dedicated to educating the Latino community about entrepreneurship, investing, and business. What's going on, Latin Wealth family? Welcome to another episode to Wealth Wednesday. If you guys have been tuning in, you guys already know Wealth Wednesday is all about us giving you information on trending news, trending topics that are going on in the world uh, from a Latino's perspective. And today I'm very excited about the conversation that we're about to jump into because it's a part two with a previous guest. And um, before we get into this conversation, I highly recommend that you go back and listen to the first part of the conversation with our following guests. We got a lot of great feedback. I got people texting me that were like, yo, this is great information. Um, and, and they really wanted more of it. So we definitely had to bring this guest back on. Um, also, stay tuned. We're going to have a lot of dope content dropping for Latin Wealth pretty soon. So be on the lookout for that. And so to jump right into it today, um, again, we're running it back with a familiar face that we just had on a couple months ago, or not even a couple months ago, a couple weeks ago. Um, just some quick background about this person specializes in leveraging credit to build and buy businesses. Um, this brother has also found a lot of success with other businesses such as real estate, e-commerce. Welcome back to the podcast, my guy, Toby. How you living, bro? I'm living good. Thanks for having me again. It's a, it's an honor to be on your platform. I'm happy. I'm happy to be back on. I'm just glad to to uh, give any information that can benefit Latin people out there. So it's yeah, super excited. So like I said, if they want to hear more about your story about you as well, they can definitely go back and listen to part one of this episode. A lot of great information in there. But for this episode, I definitely would love to focus uh, more on, you know, some specific things. Um, shout out to Jeremiah. He's not going to be on the call today. But one of the things that he definitely wanted to hit on was uh, focusing on business credit and leveraging it to buy businesses and even scale businesses. And I know that's something that we didn't get the chance to hit on last time. So I would love to spend some time today talking about the difference between business credit uh, versus personal credit. We can kind of start there and build our way into like how to even start building business credit. How do we get there? Uh, but yeah, what, what are the biggest difference between the two? Well, the biggest difference is, uh, there's a separation, right? Personal, if you if you have a $1,000 credit card and you spend $700, that drops your score dramatically, right? Because on the personal side, there's this thing called credit card utilization, right? So when you run up your, your credit card on the personal side, it affects your personal score and it drops. But on the business side, that there's no such thing as a utilization. So I have a $20,000 credit card on the business side and I spend $20,000, it's not affecting my personal credit score. Right. So I can I can market my I can invest money from my business credit cards or my business lines of credit. And it's not affecting my personal. My personal credit score is intact. The lenders look at it from the personal side and say, OK, everything's good on this side. Uh, so th that's the difference. There's a separation between personal and business. A hundred percent. And so for the people out there that are, you know, wondering, you know, they, they get they understand the difference between the two. How do you even begin to uh, build business credit? Where do you go? Do you need to have an active running business? You just need an LLC. Like, what are some of the different things you need to get started? That's a great question. So, 
there's a couple ways you can go about it, right? Um, I'm not a CPA or tax attorney, right? But uh, you can actually, you don't necessarily, you don't technically need a business, right? You can actually get business credit cards as in the business world, what we call as a sole proprietor, which is basically you as the entity. You don't even need an EIN um, to, to get. Uh, an EIN is employee identification number, right? Mm -hmm. That's what you get when you register a limited liability company, right? So EIN is just a social security number for your business. Um, so you can go and get a, a LLC, right? Limited liability company, start a business, register that business, get your EIN. Um, but another tip that you can, if you don't want to go that route, uh, you can do it through a sole prop, right? Which is you as the entity, basically you using your social security number, you're, you're personally guaranteeing that business credit card as a sole prop. Um, and as far as the LLC side, to look better to the lenders, it is best to actually look like a legitimate business, right? And what does that entail? It's a professional email, not like Yahoo or, or Gmail, something that says info at latinwealthpodcast.com. Um, a website is preferred, a business phone number. Um, so those are the things kind of what they look for, um, you know, it's not necessarily needed, but it, it looks it just looks better because you look way more legitimate. Yeah, hundred percent. And even a um, like if you have a business um, address as well, and if you don't have right. a physical yeah. location, you can actually buy, um, you know, a digital virtual address. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yep. Um, and now you may be thinking like, well, what's the difference between a sole prop and LLC? Why should you go with either one? You know, like Toby saying, you are the entity. So if anything happens to the business, people can come after you and um, sue you and for everything you own, right? Correct. Like LLC, yep. it's its own entity. It's its own person, so to say. So that's why um, a lot of people suggest going that route. That's the route that, um, honestly, most business owners go. If anything happens to your business or your service and somebody wants to sue you, they can't sue you for your personal belongings. They sue what um, that business owns. So um, now I guess the, the biggest difference is with the LLC, you actually have to go out and pay for it, depending right. on what state that you're in. I think out here in Texas, the file for LLC, maybe $300, maybe $250. I don't remember. It all varies on your state. Um, so prop, you, I think it's free to apply. If I'm yeah, it's free because it's yeah. just your social security number. You're just... Yeah. Yeah, when you apply for the soap prop, it's just asking you what's your social security number. Uh, but yeah, just to touch on what you said, um, when you create an LLC, basically that's like a separate, it's separate from you and that business, right? So if something someone were to sue you, sue you, they'll and they sue that that limited liability company, that's all they can take. They can't take anything that's personally uh, belongs to you. So that's how you can separate, you know, and protect yourself as opposed to getting a soap prop where everything you're, you're taking risks because anybody can sue you and they'll, anything personally is liable. A hundred percent. So you set up your LLC or your soap prop, um, you get your EIN. Now you have your EIN. Where can you go to start getting funding, right? Is there certain banks or there's certain people that you want to go to, to get funding? Can you get business funding from anywhere? Walk us through that process and maybe the steps that you took to get to um, the the uh, to start leveraging business credit, right? So the first thing you want to do is you want to ask yourself, 
which bank are you banking with first, right? Uh, banks are generally relationship-based. What does that mean? It means you have an open checking account with them. You're either making deposits, you have certain products, maybe a personal credit card with them. You're getting your W-2 income into that bank account. So whatever bank account you have on the personal side, I would recommend you start a business bank account, right? And see if they offer business credit cards, business lines of credit. Um, if you so you would do that first. If you don't have that, um, I would my personal personal uh, preferences. I'll give you the two of the top. In my opinion, is Chase right? Chase Bank. They offer great business credit cards, um, and the reason I like them is because they offer two zero percent interest business credit cards for twelve months. What does that mean? So if they, you get approved for twenty five thousand, you pay zero interest for twelve months, right? And generally speaking, if you have great credit, they give really high limits, right? Up to 50,000, 60,000, 70,000. Um, they have two cards of that. They have great rewards, right? Um, they have great purchase protection. They have great travel benefits with the credit cards. Um, and American Express would be my second. Those two are like neck and neck. To me, they're the top two and it's not even close compared to any other because they offer the best benefits. They also have 0% interest. American Express has uh, what, what we call a charge card, uh, which has no preset limit. Um, and what that means is it, you do have a limit, but they call, they go based on what's called spending power. So if I'm spending 20 grand a month and I'm paying it off in full, it'll keep increasing, right? There's no hard set credit limit. Like if you have a $25,000 credit card, that's it. Like you're limited to 25. But with Amex, they have these things called... Um, charge cards. Basically, the more you spend, the higher the limit grows. I've seen it up to 150, 250,000 on that on that American Express Platinum and Gold. Now the downside is though, you do have to pay that off in full, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's why they it, they call it a charge card because you have to pay it off in full. So I would start with the bank you're banking with, right? Then I would go Chase, then I would go American Express. And depending on how much you're trying to get, right? It really all depends on what your goals are. Then you can go to like local banks, um, like local credit unions. Mm -hmm. They're more friendlier um, because they're not as big as a Chase or American Express. Uh, they have lower underwriting guidelines. It's not like uh, like a Chase or American Express. So they're, they're more inclined to help small businesses. So I would start with you, the, the banks you're banking with. Then I'll go Chase, American Express, and now I'll do local banks. So a couple questions on what you just said. So you said, first of all, the charge card. You have to pay it off. Is it you pay everything off in a month, what a year? What, what's the, the term on that? Yeah, so you would pay it off uh, in a month. You okay. pay it off in full. So if you spend, uh, so charge cards are really for people who spend a lot, but mm -hmm. are able to pay it off in full every month, yeah. right? Because yeah. there's really no limit. So I like I know a guy. I follow a guy. He his uh preset his limit was six hundred thousand because he's in real estate. He's mm -hmm. he's spending all this money, but he's also paying it off in full. And the and the uh, pro to that is you get all these membership reward points. So you can if you're spending all that money and paying it off, you get reward points, right? Um, and then you can use that to travel free. If you see all those people on Instagram that they're doing all these lavish vacations, mm -hmm. most of the time they're using their credit card points, right? Mm -hmm. Chase, American Express have the best credit card points, um, and you can use those because you're spending the money anyway. You're getting rewarded to spend. You can use that to travel for free as well. Okay, so. For the people out there that are becoming more interested and they're going to these banks and they don't have any type of income coming in, they just opened up their LLC, how much money 
do you think they can expect to get when they apply for these cards, right? Um, I'm sure it varies like, hey, the more money that your business is bring, bringing in, um, the higher limit they'll give you. But if you're just, you know, if you just started this thing, maybe you 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 don't have a, a relationship with the bank. What can someone expect from that? That's a great question. That's a pretty common question. So if it's a brand new LLC, right? So it's a, there's a lot of variables. Variables. The most important variable when you're getting when you're trying to access the business funding, especially if it's a new LLC, how great is your credit score, right? Generally speaking. Right. This is just a, a, a gem, like a general rule. Right. This is just like a basic stuff. Minimum of 680. Right. Minimum credit score, preferably 720 and above. Mm. OK, no collections, no late payments, no charge offs. Right. No, nothing derogatory on your credit report. And on the personal side, your credit utilization should be under 10 percent. You hear a lot of people say under 30 really should be under 10 percent. Mm. Right. Um, so they. Business or well, lenders, they go off on comparable credit on the business side, right? And what that means is how much does he have on the personal side as far as credit cards, right? If he has a $2,000 credit card, why would I give him a $20,000 credit card? He hasn't been, he hasn't, he or she hasn't been able to show me they can manage large limits, right? So on the personal side, you should have, I recommend a minimum of $5,000 preferably 10,000 or above, right? Because then they'll compare it. They'll say, oh, Toby has 10K on the 10K on the personal side. Let's give him 20K on the business side, right? Because he's he's been able to show me that he can manage, a, he has a large limit. There's a comparable credit. Um, so all that being said, assuming you have all those data points on the personal side, right? Um, on the business side, when you apply for an application, right? It's going to say, what's your business income? Mm. So in the in this world, right, this credit world, we there's this term called projected business revenue, right? It's what you project the business is going to do in revenue for the next 12 months. So it's not like you're lying on the application. I'm not going to tell you you need to put this amount, but you should be optimistic as far as what you think the business is going to generate, right? So it could be, hey, I think for the next 12 months, I think my business is going to generate 150,000 in revenue. Now that's gross. That's not, that doesn't mean it's profit. So mm -hmm. keep that in mind. So on the application, they'll say business revenue. So you can say, I project that in the next 12 months, even if it's a three, four, five month or old LLC, I think it's going to generate 200,000 or 150 or 100,000 in revenue, right? Because it's just projected. It's stated income. They don't necessarily verify it because you just, they understand it's a new business. Um, so you can, project what your business revenue will be for the next 12 months. I can't tell you what to put on the application because I don't know your business, uh, but you should be optimistic. Um, and to answer your question, generally speaking, it depends on how many credit cards you apply for. So if you apply for one credit card from that particular bank, you can see anywhere between 10 to 25,000. Um, you could see more, you could see less, but on average, it's, I would say anywhere between 10 to 25, um, but you can go, apply for multiple products. So Chase, you can apply for two business credit cards within a 30 day one, uh, 30 day window, right? Um, they won't approve you after that. Like you can't apply for more than that in, in that 30 day window. Mm -hmm. So assuming you get, let's just say conservatively, you get 10,000 on one card, you get 10,000 on the other card. That's 20,000. Then what you can do, you can go to American Express, same business, same LLC. You apply for their 0% interest business credit card. Now, the thing I like, I like about uh, American Express, here's a gem. So when you, if, if you already have an American Express personal credit card, 
they pulled your credit once. If you apply for a business credit card, it's a soft pull. They, they're not hard pulling your credit. They're just seeing if there's anything's changed from when you applied the first time. So you don't get an inquiry. Um, so with, with American Express, it's the same thing. You get two credit cards within that 90-day window. Um, you can get a preset, spin, a preset limit credit card or a charge card. Um, you can get several credit cards with American Express. So assuming the same thing, conservative, you get 10K, 10K. You can get like 40 to 50,000. If you go to two banks like Chase American Express, um, then you can wait a few months. Then you can apply for a local bank. And same thing, you can apply for their business credit cards and do it that way as well. Love it. A lot of great information. And, you know, I want to give a quick reminder to people out there that like, man, this is a lot of information, uh, a lot of gems. But the reason why we're having this conversation is because we want to, first off, um, leverage other people's money to create buy businesses grow businesses scale businesses whatever you need to do that's how the wealthy people play the game they're not coming out of their pocket to pay for things they're figuring out how to uh, leverage other people's money to do that how to leverage other people's money to create multiple streams of income we're not giving you this information to go out get four different credit cards about ten thousand dollars each for you to go crazy during the holidays, right? Exactly. This is an opportunity for you to leverage that money to go out. And again, uh, if you go back to episode one, we showed you where to find different businesses that you can purchase with this line of credit. So this is why we're having this conversation. Um, I do want to ask you, you know, you, you mentioned like, hey, uh, be optimistic about the projections of what your business is going to bring in. That's something else I wanted to hit on. Um, do your due diligence, right? Really crunch numbers and figuring out like what, obviously be realistic, but also right. be, um, it, it's kind of hard to use the word realistic and optimistic in the right, same right, sentence. Right. Yeah, I mean, but, you, you, it's like you can't, you can't say my business one month forward, I'm gonna make a million dollars, right? That That's right. being unrealistic, right? I, I think my point is, 100% is I want people to do their research. I don't want them to just say, oh, I think exactly. I think I'm going to do a million dollars. Well, look at what your competitors are doing. Like, look at right. like what, what the industry, what's going on in your industry and really crunch those numbers to come up with that amount. Uh, and then the second thing I wanted to hit on is what are some other things that people should avoid doing when they're filling out their applications or they're applying for business credit because there are a lot of credit gurus out there that are given game, but they're really given game on how to commit bank fraud, right? Right. And we want right. to avoid that at all costs. So what are some of the things that you've seen that you're like, yo, that, that's not right? I, I don't think I would recommend that uh, to the folks out there. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, that's why I said, I can't tell you what to put on the application because right. I don't know your business. The big, To answer your question, the biggest thing is that, right? Because... um you don't want to lie to the banks, right? Because in the in the court of law, it is considered bank fraud, right? So you don't want to overproject uh, what your business revenue is going to be. Although nine out of ten times they won't verify it uh, for like a business credit card, they won't necessarily verify it. You still you never know. So you don't want to overproject that business revenue. You don't want to necessarily lie on the application of how much revenue you think you're going to generate. You want to be you want to be conservative, but also be like. 
optimistic. I know it's like it's an oxymoron, right? But uh, but that would be the biggest thing to avoid. You don't want to let's you don't want to you're not making a million dollars your first year in business, right? It's very, very unlikely. So you definitely don't want to put that. You want to be you want to have a realistic number. Um, other than that, I mean, just make sure your your LLC is structured properly. You have a business address, business phone number, business email. Um, you're not in this is this is probably another thing. Uh, this is more so like how you structure this is a lot of people don't know this. So in your LLC, you want to avoid there's this thing called like uh N N A I C S code. Basically, that's just a classification the of what that code. in this yeah, next code. Yeah. Uh is just a classification of what that business or industry is, right? Yeah. So lenders don't like to lend to businesses that are considered high risk, right? Mm -hmm. High risk business would be something, believe it or not, like real estate, right? That's considered high risk. Um, trucking, credit repair, anything with like a cash business, those are considered high risk. So what you don't want is real estate, uh, Latin wealth real estate investments. And the reason is because it has investments in the name. So you want to have like a general name. Mm -hmm. Like I shouldn't be able to know what your business is based on the name, right? Because you want to keep it general. Um, you you want to not tell the banks that you're in a, a real estate investor because not that you won't get funding, you just won't get as much, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you want to just avoid high-risk businesses. Uh, you just want to stay in something that's very, like you want a general name, like something enterprises, logistics, whatever the case is, just keep it general. So that's that's a tip that I would get, you know, just make sure that you're not, not in a high-risk industry. Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, that kind of goes up to that goes into my follow up question is the importance of diversifying your investments, right? And right. being more general and broad, that gives you the opportunity to do that. So, right. just like Latin Wealth Enterprise, you know, you could be investing in trucking, it can be vending machines, or it can be like, uh, it can be a restaurant, whatever the case is, right? Right, exactly. As opposed to it just being the Latin Wealth restaurant you're kind of boxing yourself in. So that's, it's just a, a small thing to keep in mind. But uh, let's just say somebody out there gets $50,000 in credit. Uh, and obviously it depends on what industry that you're going to get into. How important do you think it is for that individual to either leverage that all for one business or diversify that? Maybe split that into two things. Like what, what are your thoughts about that, right? Yeah. And, and well, again, the first it, it depends on like what you're trying right. to do, what your goal is. Right. Uh, but if you if you put all your eggs in one basket, you know it it can go up, it can go down. Yeah. Right. 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 Well, the first thing first thing you need to have is a plan. Right. You don't want to you don't want to necessarily have the money and not know what to do with it. Right. You should know what to do with it, then get the money because the money should be easy if you have a great credit. Uh, you know, you have great credit, so that's not the issue. So you should have a plan. Uh, second thing, you want to strategically apply for 0% interest business credit cards. Why is that? Because as an example, let's say you get approved for a $20,000 business credit card at 0% interest. You only pay uh, the minimum payment, which is 1% of that limit. So if it's $20,000, you're only paying $200 of that, of that limit, right? So that what that does is you're not paying interest, you're only paying principal, and that buys you some time, right? So is usually the interest rates last anywhere between 12 to 18, 18 months. So first thing, you want to know what you want to do. Second thing, let me let me get a business credit card that's 0% interest because now I'm not paying interest. I'm only paying principal. And that monthly payment is going to buy me some time if I'm not ca cash flowing right away, right? So you have like a little runway of 12 months 
to kind of figure it out. Um, third thing, you want to obviously do your due diligence and make sure you're not over leveraged, right? Where where you have to if you if if the investment is fifty thousand, you don't try to go over that fifty thousand because then you're gonna have to borrow more money, and then you, it's probably you won't be able to get the zero percent interest. Then you're paying interest, and that interest might out out leverage you be out leveraged, right? Because the cash flow is not matching up to that debt. So you want to make sure that whatever you're investing it, it can it can service that debt, right? Because ultimately it's still debt. You're borrowing money, even though you're paying you're paying zero interest. Um, that interest is going to run out, and you have to make sure that you can service that debt from whatever you invest in. Um, just just look at what I mean. First, you want to make sure that it's a it's a field or a venture that you see yourself doing. Like it's not a get rich quick scheme or like a quick flip. Um, something that's sustainable. Maybe, uh, you know, real estate right now is kind of up and down. So if, if you're trying to do that, make sure you have someone that has experience in that. Um, so it's hard to say which investment route to go. But the first thing is have a plan. Second thing is target 0% interest business credit cards and, and do the numbers, right? Make sure that you're not over leveraged and the cash flow can service the debt. I love to hear your thoughts about this. And I love what you just said. Um, I'm thinking like, even from time to time, after you plan, maybe even test it out, see if you can generate income from this business. Like, is this something that um, you can start making money off of so you can pay that that principal? Uh, what, what are your thoughts about that? Have you seen people do that? Like before they even get the credit, let me even see if this business works. Like, let's just say it's a uh, uh, they want to open up a nail salon or something like that. Let me try to generate some income from my garage or my home or something like that, get it going, and then go out to get the credit to build it up and um, grow it and expand it. What, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be the ideal situation. You already have a business that's generating some sort of cash flow, and all you're doing with that business credit card is adding fuel to the fire, right? Now you, you're looking to scale, and you have the money to do so. Uh, that would be more ideal as far as trying to grow that business because you already know it can generate cash flow. Mm -hmm. uh, now you're just trying to grow it as opposed to starting from something from scratch. It's a lot more risk involved, right? So you don't know if it's going to turn out the way you plan because sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. So you want to be mm -hmm. very careful. You also don't want to spread yourself too thin. You don't want to do three, five different ventures. Um, you don't want to spread yourself too thin because... Right then you're like stuck. What if, what if out of those four, three of those don't work and that one works, but it's not, you're not able to manage the cash flow and the debt. So mm -hmm. you just got to be very careful, be strategic, um, you know, and be very cautious because you could, you could turn out to be in a worse spot than you are when mm -hmm. you first started. So mm -hmm. it get ugly really quick. Um, yep. I know the biggest thing, one of the biggest things with, you know, leveraging credit and whatnot is discipline, right? Making sure you're doing your research, making sure you are just being disciplined uh, with the money that comes in. Cause I can only imagine like you get a hundred thousand dollars or $50,000 in credit. Um, you know, it can go south very easily, yeah. but talk to me, man. Is there, um, is there anything that we missed or that you want to hit on when talking about business credit and leveraging that? Um, you know, like I said, in the first episode, we spoke about like where to find businesses and whatnot, but anything that we missed, yeah, so I be I think another thing that it's not talked about as much, but it's it's a it's a great um, tool. So there's this thing called a business line of credit. It's a different than a business credit card, right? A business it. line of credit 
uh, is cash in the bank. So it's it works like a line of credit and like a loan. It's like a hybrid, right? So typically banks, um, they like to see the business that is older than two years. So your business has to be two years or older. And let's say you get approved for 50000 for a business line of credit, right? Um, that's 50000 is straight cash in a bank. It's not like in a credit card, mm -hmm. but it works like a credit card because it's a line of credit. That makes sense? Yeah, so that is better. That is way better than a credit card. Number one, because it's cash in the bank, right? It's actually cash. So I can take out, if I have 50000 in the bank that they deposit, I can take out 50000 and and buy something with it or whatever the case is, as opposed to a credit card, which is like, you, you know, you just have to swipe. Um, so that's that. And then secondly, the interest rate is typically lower than a credit card. Credit cards are 24%, 20%. If it's not a 0%, it's usually anywhere between 8 to 12%. Mm -hmm. So you're saving, it's cash in the bank, you save it on interest, and it's you're a lot more liquid as opposed to a credit card. You could do a lot more um, with, a line of, with a business line of credit, BLOCK, what they call, than a credit card. So that would be that's something that a lot of people don't really talk about. And can you give us some examples of where people can find business line of credit? What are some different companies out there? I was trying to there is one that I it, I'm forgetting, but there's one that's really popular. Uh, but yeah, where where can people find some business? Yeah, lines so of most most banks uh, offer business lines of credit. Chase right. has one up to two hundred fifty thousand. Bank of America has one. American Express has one. Now there are some that. Um, uh, pretty much every bank has it, right? So depending depending on that bank, sometimes they will ask for tax returns. They'll ask for or three months bank statements. So uh, I know most of them require your business to be your LLC to be two years older, and sometimes they will require documentation like three months bank statements or uh, one year tax returns, or like American Express has a business line of credit that they'll connect to your bank account. Right, using Plaid, like a, a fintech company like that, mm -hmm. just to see uh, your deposit history, to see how much you're generating. And that business, you only have to have um, 3K revenue, gross, and your business could be one year old and the minimum credit score is 680. So that's something that you can look into if you have a, uh, a LLC that's not two years old. There is this one year old, you have to have 3K revenue and um, 680 minimum credit score. But to answer your question, Almost every bank has a, mm -hmm. offers like a business line of credit if they offer uh, business uh, product, uh, products. Mm. Love it. Love it. Anything else that we missed? Uh, I, uh, I really wish Jeremiah was here. I know he has some things. To yeah, yeah. Hopefully I'm hitting on him. Hopefully I'm doing it justice. No, but think, let me know yeah, if there's I, anything else. Uh, not, not that I can think of. I mean, you know, business credit cards, uh, business lines of credit. Um. 0% interest business credit cards. You yeah. want to definitely make sure you're targeting those. Um, I mean, that's it. I mean, you know, one thing that you can do that, you know, I'm just taking off the top of my head. Like what you can do is like a couple of things. So like you have a business credit card that's 0% interest for 12 months, right? Mm -hmm. That that offer expires, right? The 12 months is over. They, they also, there's some credit card companies or some banks that offer, 0% interest on balance transfers, right? Mm -hmm. So what that is, is so let's say you have a Chase credit card and you have 15,000 on it, right? And that 0% interest offer is over. You can apply, you can get another credit card from a, like a credit union or whatever the case is, a bank. They offer 0% interest on balance transfer. You can actually transfer that whole balance, that 15,000 to that new credit card and pay zero and roll it over to a new 0% interest offer. So that's that's like a gem right there that you you went from 
not so like that offer was over at zero percent for 12 months you ran it up you didn't that that investment didn't work out so now you're paying interest 24 percent on fifteen thousand. you get a new zero percent interest business credit card that offers it for balance transfer you transfer that balance over to that new uh that new offer and then you just got another 12 months to try to pay that off that's that's all i can think of no i love that um do you get penalized if you transfer it to a different bank like if a chase is like yo you transferring this large amount out do you get penalized no no you don't get penalized you just get a fee there's a fee usually the credit card company that that offers that they they charge like two three four percent to transfer that balance on top of that hmm. so that but as far as you paying off yeah, you transfer it to another bank no they don't care it, it appears on their side that the that balance is paid off they don't necessarily care how you it's just it comes off as paid off because it is paid off by that credit card company man that's a lot of information there i hope uh there's got to be something in there for somebody out there for uh, sure. a lot of great information and this is one of the reasons why we wanted to bring him on back for part two like we said if you have not listened to part one i highly recommend it we broke down um you know how to even where to go to find businesses that you can purchase and whatnot leveraging um, credit and whatnot. We, we spoke about that on there as well. This is kind of an extension of that conversation. Uh, but yeah, as always, man, we, we really appreciate you coming on here, giving us a piece of your time. Uh, where can people reach out to you if they have any questions or anything that they're curious about? You know, you have a YouTube account that you put out information on. You have uh, Instagram that you put out resources. Talk to the people. Yeah. So, well, thank you for having me again. Second time. I think I if correct me if I'm, I think I'm the only guest that's been on here twice. I'm not sure, but either way, thank you for having me. Great platform. Um, yeah, if they, anybody wants to reach out, I do answer all my questions, all the questions on the comments and all that, because I always like to provide value and serve the people. Just YouTube, just go search Toby Rosario. You can find me on Instagram, Toby Rosario, um, and that's pretty much where I'm at. Before we head out, can you give one piece of advice to the people out there that love this information and think it's great information, but they're dealing with that little bit of fear that they need to get over, right? I don't know if you and your wife felt that when you guys went into the restaurant industry or when you went to buy a business, but what was what's a quick piece of advice that you can give to people out there that they need to get over that fear factor to even start applying and looking for uh, businesses and start game planning on where they can invest into. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing is um, I know it's like cliche and you hear this a lot, but you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where the growth happens. Right. When we first purchased our restaurant, we didn't, we moved to a totally different state, six, seven hours from where I lived. We, we didn't know anybody. I don't know how to run a restaurant. You know, I never did that before. So you have to take some risks in life. Um, and I think you fortune favors the bold. So you got to take some chances. You got to swing for the fences. Sometimes you miss, but sometimes you hit. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it. Yeah. With that being said, it's the Latin Walls family, and we'll catch you guys next week. Peace. Peace.